I can also lead in too. And yeah. It's off to you. I got it. I got it. All right. Are you sure? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> uh, so. Already fucked it up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, in light of research. Yeah, God, I, did, I actually fucked it up that time. <laughs> <laughs> So, in light of recent controversy with Clan Redeem, we've called an emergency meeting of the Death RX Competition Committee to clarify our speedrunning rule set. We I'll hope never th- forgive you for making JMR a mod. We hope that you can include them in the next podcast, and it would we would... Uh, oh, my God. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, in light of recent controversy with Clan Redeem, we've called an emergency meeting of the Death RX Competition Committee to clarify our speedrun running rule set. Fuck Third me. take. I'm still going to say Jesus I'm never going to forgive you for making JMR a mod. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I'm going to cut out like the bad ones, but I'm going to leave the first initial fuck up because it worked really well. So in light of research, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So, okay. So in light of recent controversy with Clan Redeem, we've called Why'd it an emergency you make Jamar meeting. Or <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so... Oh. So in light of recent controversy with Clan Redeem, we've called an emergency meeting of the Death RX Competition Committee to clarify our speedrunning rule set. We hope that you can include these in the next podcast to ensure that we avoid such controversies in the future. These are the Death RX speedrun rule set. Number one, the timer starts when the youngest child begins brushing their teeth before bed. Please note that in the case of childless guardians, you must use the youngest neighborhood child, but they must spend the night in your house. Two, timer ends when teleported from Ribbon's heart. I said I said Ribbon, but I meant Ribbons. Uh, number three, runs for the top three placement must be recorded through Twitch, Mixer, or YouTube, and must be completed in the nude to avoid all excess or ex explicit exploits Canadian guardians may wear tube socks per local customs number four out of bounds is only allowed with regards to comments about fellow guardians concurrently playing Fortnite. I'll never forgive you for making JR mod number five Kill clip and outlaw weapons are strictly banned from loadouts, inventory, and vaults given they are statistically overpowered in the current sandbox. Number six. Wishes are banned from all members of the Guardian's nuclear family for the duration of the run. Number seven. Blood alcohol level may not fall below a BAC, that's a blood alcohol content, of 0.08 or... 0.15 Canadian. Number eight, Titan skating is probably permitted. Number nine, all disputes will be settled by trial by combat using old god rules. Don't make JMR mod. <laughs> hey, it only took me like 15 attempts, but yeah. <laughs> Hold one take Fluffy back on his game. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like the best part is like oh i guess i had a beer with dinner i was gonna say i've been drinking water and coffee all day um so welcome to potato thumbs podcast episode 64 admiral dips how are you doing buddy i'm doing well 16 months into this thing that's crazy is that 16 months Wow. If you count four weeks as a month, it's not technically 16 months because some months have five weeks, but (laughs) it's like when, uh, when people, I won't say any names, squid, uh, message me at work and they're like, Hey, we get three paychecks this month. And I'm just like, I I don't see how that makes a difference in my spending habits. (laughs) You get 26 paychecks (laughs) a year. (laughs) Here's what month they come in. It's still (laughs) biweekly. God damn it, squid. I dude, I know, man. He he messaged me today and he's like, Are you ready to run Whisper like three times this weekend? And I'm like, Well, we got it on the second try this past weekend on Xbox. He goes, Yeah, but you need the catalyst and then you need to get all the chests too. So he's really confident that he can one take me every time. Oh, Little yeah, does well, he know my jumping skills. He's a whisper boy, huh? Yeah, yeah. You too are now a whisper I, boy. I am a whisper boy now. I am. I'm I'm a little bit late to the game, but um, I did pull off an amazing headshot in Gambit with it this weekend. (laughs) God, the Gambit games this weekend were so much fun. Yeah. We'll get there, but uh, just suffice it to say, uh, four Guardians in the same room makes for a lot of uh, fun when something crazy happens. Oh, for sure. Hey, um, your mic is hitting your microphone, or your pop filter is hitting your microphone. Fuck that noise. I was actually playing with my... uh, I was hitting the table underneath it, so, <laughs> so it's not sure. exactly that my mic is bad. It's that I'm not professional when recording. I was I was just gonna cut this part out. <laughs> no, you should. Now you have to keep it. Oh, now I have to keep. Okay, I was just gonna cut I mean, it out. That's why I waited for you to stop before I said something. Only um, because it was clear that I'm being a dumbass, and it just uh, feeds right into the whole re- message. Okay, we'll keep it. <laughs> off, we're off to a good start, people. We are off to a good start. A day um, late, but not for short. I, I know, I know. I thought I could make it happen. Um, I mean, I said the same thing when I went to London, and then I came back and I tapped out an hour before we were going to record. I think, I think two things led into it. One, uh, leaving the airport after I was actually supposed to arrive home. that's Uh, not great that made a difference and two kansas city airport is the worst airport i've ever been to in my life and i will never be taking a layover in the kansas city airport again um they had one restaurant uh they had really shitty seating they had outlets that didn't work like they had they had very limited outlets you know and outlets are a big deal if you got to spend like five hours in an airport right you only got so much time to watch videos on your phone or tablet Dude, so <laughs> I watched a season and a half of The Office to, to put it in perspective of how long I was sitting in Kansas City Airport. Uh, so I, I like walk over to this one spot and uh, there's like an empty chair and there was a mildly attractive woman sitting next to it. And I'm like, hey, is anyone sitting here? And she looks at me and she goes, my husband. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll walk somewhere else. So I like... <laughs> And like, dude, she just had like a scowl with it too. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to pick you up. I'm just trying to watch the office and charge my phone. Like, chill out. Got a wedding ring on. Uh, okay, and then uh, no chill was had. I know. That day. And then I walk over to the next like booth area, and dude, they're like these tables, right? That have outlets. 
Yeah. And they only have they have three stools, but the tables are wide enough for six and they're only on one side. So like anyone else that wants to use the outlet has to stand. And oh then God. yeah, and the stools were like fucking solid, right? I like sitting on one for more than an hour, your ass is gonna hurt type of stools. And so I walk over to the next one and I'm like, oh sweet, an open spot. And I go, hey, can I sit here? And lady's like, yeah, but that outlet doesn't work. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Anyways. there's a chance your return home was even worse than mine. And mine yeah, wasn't great. You got you got kind of screwed over at the airport too, huh? So my decision to upgrade to first class from Albuquerque to Chicago was great. Uh, that flight, boarded on time. I... First class, you got to abuse all the free booze and food that you get from first class. It was really great. And then we landed in Chicago, and my flight was already 40 minutes delayed uh, when I landed. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just uh, continue drinking at the local bar and grab some lunch and be fine. And then about uh, 10 minutes before we were supposed to leave, they're like, hey, your plane hasn't landed yet. Uh, We'll let you know when it does. Oh, Jesus. So about half an hour, 40 minutes later, it finally landed. And then the people started deplaning and then they started, they started putting everyone on, which is cool. Cause it's, uh, you know, I don't know, 20 rows of three seats. It's one of those tiny little regional jets that has a row of one seats and a row of two seats basically. Oh, yeah. 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 So I had, I had a one seat, so it was fine. Whatever. Uh, we get there, we get on the plane. I'm talking with you and Chuck and I'm like, Oh yeah, they're they're starting to gate check stuff. We should be gone any second now. Captain comes on and says, "Hey, we're 18th in the queue to take off. It'll probably be 40 minutes." Oh my god. To be fair, he nailed the number. We took off 45 minutes after the plane doors uh, or after we started backing up and getting into the <laughs> the line. Uh and then it's a 30 minute flight to Madison. So already I waited more on the tarmac in Chicago than I did in the air. And then we landed, and I don't know what the deal was. I assume the ground crew was watching the Brewer game because they were playing the Rockies to clinch their spot in the NLCS. We sat on the tarmac in Madison for longer than we were in the air as well. We spent 30 minutes on the tarmac in Madison before they could get us into the... uh, And it wasn't like there was a plane in the gate. The gate was there. The gate was empty. There was just no ground crew to move everything and get us in there. So, long story short, uh, I lost my shit. I was just like, this is so frustrating. I'm so angry. And then I got sick because I was breathing recycled air for like four hours on a plane that wasn't moving. Did uh, they at least have the air going or was it like one of those situations where it's like super humid in the cabin? Uh, it was not terrible, but it wasn't great either. Uh. It was like middle of the road. Uh, so, it was a... Let's call it a inauspicious end to an amazing trip. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're in the same boat because <clears throat> your plane took off after you were supposed to be home. Yeah, I uh, I was sitting outside. My my dad had to pick me up because uh, by the time I actually got home, like the kids were in bed. And so so Debbie couldn't leave. But um, I'm like sitting outside and I'm, I'm texting you and I'm like, all right, man, I'll be home in like an hour. Like we can we can record then. And then I like put my phone in my pocket and I'm just sitting there and I'm like totally a zombie. And I'm like, okay, 
I am going to make like the worst podcast ever if I try and record tonight. Like I could do it, but I'm going to have no energy. It's no one wants to hear me like talk monotone. Like I'm not entirely convinced that that would be the worst podcast ever. We have 63 (laughs) other examples. (laughs) I mean, audio quality aside. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, PTP number four. You could have been so good if our audio was okay. Uh, Yeah, so... I don't know, man. Uh, it was it was quite a trip, though. It definitely was. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, uh, I was just gonna say. You and I both headed down to Albuquerque to visit our. Well, I guess the best way to describe him is close friend of the podcast. Chuck mm-hmm. likes pizza. Most regular guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, by and by regular, we mean like bathroom breaks. Like he is a very regular person. Also, he's got nothing going on on Monday night, so he'll join us when we have uh, <laughs> disastrous needs of a host. Um, and bonus, uh, our good friend Hippo was also there uh, because he lives in the same town. So we got to hang out with, uh, well, four out of the six people in our Ray group for Friday nights. It was amazing. Uh you got down there early on Thursday, right? So you got an extra taco endeavor than I did. I did. I did. I, I showed up about five o'clock, I think. Uh, we... And when you showed up, who was waiting for you at uh, arrivals with what kind of sign? <laughs> uh, so uh, Chuck and his little one were waiting there and uh, he didn't see me coming up right away. Like I saw him before he saw me. Uh, and so they have like a rotating um, doors that are all glass so you can see through them so he saw me as I was coming out of the doors and I was like in my head I'm going I wonder if he's gonna have like a like a like a sign that says like fluffy or something like that and and as I'm thinking this dude pulls out a piece of paper and opens it up and it says mark ass busta on it. <laughs> 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 or I'm sorry I think it said mark ass buster uh, not did. busta yeah yeah no I- it had the ER instead of the A. Yep. So uh, so they grabbed me. Um, I only had like a half hour layover in uh, Oakland between my planes. So I literally deboarded, went to the bathroom, ran to the other side of the um, terminal to jump on my plane. And they were boarding as I showed up at the gate. But I had only had breakfast. And that was like five, six hours earlier. And... With your breakfast, you had like eight Bloody Marys, right? Yeah, I, I was also very, very intoxicated getting onto the plane. Um, and <laughs> and so I like had to like, there was like a convenience store right across from my gate. So I like quick ran over and grabbed a monster and a Snickers bar and like slammed the monster and mowed down the Snickers bar and got in line as my group was, was loading onto the plane. Um so I was really hungry when I got to to uh, Albuquerque. Uh, so luckily, we went and got tacos, and they were amazing. Well, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> uh, would you say that you had any sort of bad food this weekend? Literally nothing was bad. Uh, it was crazy, wasn't it? Like, everything yeah. that we got was amazing. We had two meals on... Uh... On Friday and two meals on Saturday because every time we ate, we ate uh, so much food. We didn't want to eat for like nine hours afterwards. Yeah. We, and we, every single place was amazing. We uh, 
that first uh the first breakfast that we mary had, and tito's had mary and tito's oh my god dude um so we had the carne avada and it was eggs and red chilies and hash browns and then um we got a chili reno on the side and then um his buddy tk who who's uh his family owns a restaurant uh we brought us some chicharrones and we had fresh guac and fresh salsa and fresh tortillas and we literally did not like we were so full leaving that place and it was so good and uh god we didn't eat until like nine o'clock that night or something like that right or eight o'clock it was, it was eight, eight o'clock. o'clock yeah we yeah ate, we ate at 11 o'clock at Marion tito's we then went to boxing bear where none of us drank nearly as much as we could have because we were so full yeah and then it was another like five hours before we went out for food. And I wasn't even hungry until we like went out for food. And even when we went out for food, it wasn't like I was like starving. I was just like, well, I can eat again. Which, uh, by the way, amazing tacos at uh, Sister Bar as well. Yeah. $3 tacos. I only got three. That's the one regret I have from the whole weekend. I, I should have gotten I, like 12. I know. I really, I really, uh, as we were sitting there, I finished mine. And I was like, I wonder if we're going to be here long enough like that I could just go order another set of those Asian tacos. Because oh, uh, I forgot I forgot what they called them. There was the Asian pork. Asian, Asian pork, pork tacos. Oh, my God, dude. They were amazing. Uh, I got three dollars. Like and it was amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah Albuquerque food scene. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I'm all about that uh, green chili, red chili life. Um, pretty good. Chuck try, kept trying to convince me that Albuquerque was, should be a, have a spot on my shitty city list. Nope. And then he kept taking me to places that were awesome. So I was like, how can it ever make it onto my list? He's like, dude, I didn't take you to the bad places. I'm like, yeah, but every place we've gone to has been amazing. So I can't actually rate it on the shitty city list. I love the place. Yeah. No, seriously, man. Like every single place we went to was good. Um, and the weather was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm all we about it. We didn't see a cloud for the first two days we were there. Yeah, and then we mentioned that we saw a cloud, and then there were clouds in the sky the rest of the trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, good times. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Should we talk about... I mean, since we're kind of doing this off topic, should we Should we continue with talking about uh, like some of the beers and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, we can have the beers quickly. Uh, since Laz sent us a, a question, well, let's uh, let's do our let's do uh, talk about some of the beers that we had, and then we can we can go into some of the other well, stuff. Well, I'm just saying, his question is, what was y'all's favorite beer we had down in New oh, Mexico? So oh, I didn't we might that. as well talk about the beers we had and then pick a favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I already know what my favorite is, uh, but yeah, let's talk about it. So. Um, you guys went to the liquor store before I landed on Thursday night and picked yes. up a bunch of stuff there. We did. Um, it was all it was all okay. Uh, I didn't write any of it down. Um, I know that you guys really liked what was this, Smithwick's? The no, the Sam Smith. Uh, Sam, winter, Sam Smith winter yeah. seasonal. Yeah, Chuck was super excited when we saw that. He's like sitting there telling me about. It. He's like, dude, I can never get it. And then we saw it. He's like, oh, I'm putting this. I'm gonna put the six pack back and grab one of these. And I'm like, dude, I'll just grab two. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> we're going to drink amazing. it. It was yeah. really, really good. Uh, it was like the second beer he had ever recommended. Like on his second appearance, that was his uh, beer he recommended. 
So to be able to actually get to try it was amazing because it was great. Yep. Um, one that I did write down, I didn't actually drink this one. I just had a, had a sip of it, but I had to try it because, um, Chuck's lady got this at Boxing Bear and it's called a black and blue tart and it was red in color, like almost cranberry juice red when you say yep. like yeah, it that's... was crazy how red it was. Um, but it didn't taste like a wine cooler. It tasted like a very good tart beer. Did you yep. do you have one? I did. I had a sip of uh, that. Okay, one. and it was, it was absolutely fantastic. It wasn't too sweet. Uh, it wasn't too tart. It wasn't like a sugary tart or anything like that. Uh, it was really well balanced. Yeah, I was blown away because I saw it and I saw the color of it, and I'm like, "There's no way that that tastes like beer, and there's no way that that is good." And it was both of those things. Um. So I had their uh, coffee chocolate milk stout at Boxing Bear. And uh, this was, I believe, was this the first beer that Chuck ever suggested on the show? No, the first one he suggested was that Oktoberfest beer that we had in the fridge. Oh, okay, okay. I can't remember the name of the company that made it, but it was also very, very good. That was good. That was good. You're right. Um, This was... Very it's like smooth. his third, or he or he recommended the chocolate milk stout, and this was the seasonal fatted coffee to it. Yeah, okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, because this was a seasonal beer. Um, so it's very smooth, uh, really good coffee taste. And if you went inside, they had like a whole wall of awards, right? Like all these gold medals from like uh, the uh, Beer World Tour, from the Great American Beer Festival, like just gold medals, like a wall of them. And uh, the chocolate coffee milk stout or the coffee chocolate milk stout and then just the chocolate milk stout had a ton of awards. Yeah, like they were both ton amazing. A ton of awards. Um, yeah, it was a really good beer. Um, I also got an uppercut IPA there and that was a really smooth IPA. I... Uh... <laughs> So our waitress messed up Hippo's order and brought the wrong thing out for him. Yep. So I ordered the uh, the Hefeweizen, which was very clearly a Hefe. Uh, it was it had that wheat taste and whatever. It was very good. And then what they brought out for Hippo was a hazy IPA, and he wanted that uh, that black and blue tart. Mm-hmm. And so the waitress was like, "Anybody gonna drink that?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not one to let alcohol go to waste." And I'm glad I didn't because that hazy IPA at Boxing Bear was really good. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge IPA fan. If anyone's listened to the show, you know I'm sort of whatever on them. I'm I'm not all in on the fluffy IPA train, <laughs> but uh, this high, hazy IPA went down so smoothly, and it was amazing. Uh, and if I wasn't like so full of carne ovada and. Uh, like worried that i'm gonna explode i would have had like four or five more oh yeah yeah dude i i'm actually you know i think you talk about regrets i think i think i could have gone back to boxing bear and i think i could have had more tacos um yep so we might we might have to go back (laughs) if instead of going to old town where you did actually find really cool things for your daughters uh instead of doing that we had gone back to boxing bear I, i would have been much happier yeah, yeah, I could. I think. I think. Uh, I think that is a must for sure. Um, uh, as I noticed while you guys were shopping, and I just sat outside because I hate crowds. Uh, 
I realized that the Albuquerque Balloon Festival was basically death's waiting room because there were <laughs> so many old people with like walkers and canes and barely holding on that yeah. had come down to Albuquerque to watch this balloon festival. Uh, but because I was sitting there and not trying to move and not getting annoyed by them like waddling in front of me, I didn't lose my shit. I just only got close <laughs> to losing it a couple of times. We were we were we were in and out of Old Town pretty fast, so you did uh, it really well. Uh, I appreciate the speed at which you did your shopping because yeah. if we had spent another twenty minutes there, I might have had a meltdown. Like we I, drove through it uh, oh, yeah. beforehand, and like the crowds were so ridiculous as we were trying to drive, I was like getting anxious in the front seat of the car, and then we went back, and I'm like. Hold it together. Hold it together. <laughs> <laughs> I barely, just barely made it. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, and I, it worked out too. I, I spent a little bit more time than I wanted to get in the wife's present, but it worked out because uh, while I was waiting for them to look for something in the back, I looked it up on Amazon and got it for like 20, 30 bucks cheaper and just walked out of the store. So <laughs> Without even telling them you weren't interested in buying, you just, while they were in the back, you disappeared. Well, I knew, I knew that I knew that people were waiting on me and everyone was just sitting outside and I was I went in to look for something and I took like three times longer than I intended to. So I was I you know, I was trying to be respectful to everyone else that was waiting on my ass to buy gifts for my family. This uh, reminds me of the beer festival of Madison where those uh the two women at the <laughs> Lemoncello stand were talking to you and you just like <laughs> without saying anything looked them in the eyes and then turned and walked away without saying a word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just calculate things in my head and I'm like, ah, oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna dip out on this one. I'm never going to see this person again. I can just completely ghost on them. <laughs> yep. So I did. <laughs> um, honestly, I think like I had good beers the rest of the time we were there, but, uh, honestly, the only other one that I wrote down, uh, was the nitro black lager from marble brewing. And we actually, we went to Marble on Sunday again, because okay. I know you, you went with us, but we actually we went We went back. that first night, and I had the Marble Red, and that was very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried that. That was really good. I, I actually forgot about that. I probably would have had that had I had remembered. But we when we went there, uh, one of Chuck's buddies was, of course, one of Chuck's buddies was in the parking lot. That was also a theme for the weekend. One of uh, Chuck's buddies is literally everywhere in Albuquerque because <laughs> all he has, the city of a million people, and he's buddies with like five hundred thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was nuts. Like literally everywhere that we went, someone knew him. Like uh, Chuck's the Prince of Albuquerque. Uh, he he might be the Prince of Albu- <laughs> Albuquerque. Uh, no, like, we, dude was leaving right as we showed up, but he, like, he's like, let me buy you guys a beer. Um, so I actually got that Nitro Black Lager again. Um, it was good. It was, it was, uh, it was like a Guinness, um, in the way that it was, you know, people don't think of Guinness as a light beer, but Guinness, like a cold Guinness on Nitro really is like a refreshing light beer. Um, and it, it just, it was, it was really smooth and refreshing. Um. Yeah. So. So, out of all the beers you had, to answer Laz's question, which one was your favorite? Oh, dude, coffee, chocolate milk stout, all the way. All and the way. I would go with the boxing bear hazy IPA. Those were yeah. that, the Sam Smith was a real close uh, second, but that was in a bottle, and we were sort of drinking out of the fridge whenever. the The tap hazy IPA was probably my favorite. If I could get Boxing Bear here, I, I guarantee you that there would be a case in my fridge every month. So, 
I don't know. They just, they really know their stuff. They, they, not only did they have one good kind of beer, but it seemed like they had a really good beer for each genre of beer, right? Their tart was good. Their IPAs were good. Um, Hefo was good. The Hefo was good. I had an IPA there too, and that was good. Like, just. Clearly their stout was good. Like, Red American Beer Festival, good. Right. So, I mean, they, uh, they really have a good thing going on. I'm glad I got a, I got a hat and a beanie there. Those were the only things I bought myself while I was on the trip, and I'm really happy I did because, I mean, they had some great stuff. Definitely worth checking out if you're ever in the area or if you're in the distribution area. Pick up a pick up a case of it for sure. So other highlights from our weekend trip to Albuquerque. If you were telling people you went to Albuquerque, what's the one thing we did that weekend that sticks out in your mind? Play Destiny. Yeah, it actually was mine too. It's real close. <laughs> it's a real toss-up between that and the UFC fight. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was playing funny. Destiny on Friday night. So Pale Hippo, who we always like to joke uh, for just like getting quiet the course of the night, he showed up with three Xboxes and three monitors or two monitors. We yep. had four Xboxes running out of Chuck's living room. Uh all of us, you guys were all on monitors and playing on wireless. I was on the the sixty inch TV with the uh, wired <laughs> connection, um, and we played for what, like three hours in the afternoon, four hours in the afternoon, and like five hours at night. Dude, it was so crazy too. Like we sat down and it was light out, and all of a sudden we got up and we're like, "Oh, hey, it's dark outside." We should go eat we at seven thirty at night. We, we should go get food somewhere. <laughs> We need to rush our asses downtown so that we don't have to pay the cover for Cholo Goth Night. Yeah, that that is pretty fun. There was Cholo Goth Night at the taco place. Um, Which is absurd for a name of a... But then you saw the video and I was like, oh, that's not awful. No, no, it was not awful at all. Um, I thought it was very interesting that... um, that we were able to run three Xboxes on Wi-Fi and one Xbox hardlined, and we had absolutely zero issues with connections. Right. The only time we had one, Chuck got bounced in the very last game of the of the night. Yep. And then he um, came back in on the wrong character and had to leave again and then was forced to play on the other team. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, like, playing PvP, like, I had no idea I was running on wireless. Like, we did the blind shots well, were landing. We, like, matched up right away, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, PvP was great. The connections were awesome. Yep. Um had some Chuck, of the most intense gambit matches I've ever played. Yeah, we had some really good gambit <laughs> matches. That last sure. one where we're like, oh, we're losing round two, and I hit the blade barrage, and I'm like, well, not yet. Yes. And at the time on my invasion, I killed two with that blade barrage, and then I just stood in front of a guy as he was trying to shoot the primeval, like backing forth in his strafe, and then he he gave up and ran away. And in that time, the three of you, you hippo and Chuck. Took our primeval from like 70% down to 10%. By the time I got back, it was like 10% to 12%. We burned them out faster. It was amazing. Yeah, because yeah, we were at like, we had just summoned, or we were almost at 100% when you went over there. And they right. were at, and they like, were at like, like 20 20 percent yeah like we're i was just like there's no way that we're winning this and you're just like you're like here hold my beer oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty great that was, man that was pretty amazing that whole that whole gambit run was fun and then we got ricky and uh kev to join us for six person pvp yeah we did, did bad we, things to people did we besides the game where chuck wasn't on our team so the other four games we ran trying to do our five for the weekly did we mercy all four of the other teams 
We for sure had a couple mercies. We I don't know more time in orbit because of that last game than I think we did in actual games. Yeah, our KDs were pretty ridiculous too every single game. So, yeah, it was it was a good time, man. Um, yeah, that UFC fight too is crazy. I've never I've never been a person to watch like boxing or UFC or anything like that. Uh, so that was my first official UFC fight. It and, may have uh, been the greatest uh, card I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was quite amazing. Uh, it just got better off? and better. What's that? Why'd you take your shorts off? Uh, my balls were hot. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So he like every- that was the best post interview ever. If if you did not watch the fight, if you're not a fighter, if you're not into fighting, you should at least YouTube the Derek Lewis post fight interview. It is maybe the funniest like. 30 seconds to a minute interview ever like ever the yeah the whole card is overshadowed by Khabib losing his shit after the last fight and like jumping out of the cage and into the crowd to fight people mm-hmm. which is a shame because the Derek Lewis point post fight interview hell the Derek Lewis knockout plus the point post fight interview made the card for me if every other fight on the card was a bore and there wasn't it still would have been a great card because all oh, right he got worked for 14 minutes straight, and then he knocked the guy out with one punch and gave the greatest interview of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, he's definitely like my favorite fighter. I, I, I guess it's funny for me to say, right? Because I never watch it, but right. if, if someone's like, in the course like, of one evening. <laughs> yeah, if someone's ever like, you want to watch UFC, I'm, I'll be like, eh. And if someone's like, yo, Derek Lewis is playing you or fighting in UFC, you want to watch UFC? I'd be like, yeah, I'm probably okay to come over and drink a beer and do that. <laughs> but that was great. That was, yeah, that was a really fun Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good time, man. I actually got to see the balloons, too. Oh, did uh, you go on I, Sunday morning? No, on uh, Monday morning when I was flying oh. out, they were in the air. Oh, they were and, in the air when I left on Saturday or Sunday, too. Oh, were it they? It was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Only just there was on there wasn't all of them. It wasn't like the whole. It was at the tail end of it, basically. Yeah, it was funny. We started we started driving, and I'm like, oh cool, there's like three balloons, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh there's five balloons, and then I'm like, oh cool, there's one over to the right, and then I'm like, oh sweet, there's and now nine, nine to balloons. the left. Oh hey, now there's five to the right, and you know we're coming over the mesa and down into the valley. Yep. So they start appearing more and more, right? Because your landscape is dropping, and you realize that that one that looked like it was really low is actually way high in the air. <laughs> yeah, and that's then, awesome. And then as we get to the airport, I look back across the city, and and you can see the other side of the city, and there's just hundreds of them in the air, like just dots everywhere, like where they were. I was like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I saw him from up in the air in the airplane as we were. Oh, taking off. that's cool. You I couldn't didn't... tell what any of them were, but you just saw all of them dotting along the city. Oh, that's that's super cool, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a I didn't get a window seat until my my uh, last flight home. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Chuck and his family and Hippo were amazing hosts. Yes, yes. Thank you guys. And... That was a much needed vacation, and it was quite fun. It was amazing, and while I, it was like shorter than I would have wanted it to have been, it was literally no moments of it was like, man, I wish I was home. And that's saying something for me, because even when I go to London, I'm like, all right, I'm pretty much done with this. So when I left on Sunday, I was like, this was the best trip I've had in a couple of years. So thank you guys a ton. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I um, I, I second that, man, because like, 
I was there for five days, dude, and that could be a long time. Like, right. I mean, I could I could go on a trip with people that I grew up with for five days and be and on day three be like, okay, I'm done. Um, There's an old saying: house guests and fish stink after three days. Yeah, well, dude, I you know, man, like they were they were just they were great, man. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a cool city, and and we definitely had a good time the whole time we were there. So, absolutely. Yep. Also, um, if you're ever in Albuquerque, go to El Modesto. El Modelo. El Modelo. Yeah, yeah. That uh, chicharroni burrito we had? Yeah, that was good. I, I don't know, man. I like Marion Tito's. I think I, I think that that was my favorite restaurant. Uh, I would like to go back and try their green chili some more because we had red chili. Yeah. Yep. And while red chili was good, green chili is life. It has a good spice to it. I, I do like the spice as well. I think I think we might have to go back. We'll have to go back and do a, a green chili run this time and boxing bear. Yep. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, I did try another beer before I left. Um, oh, yeah? What's that? I You know, I'm a f- fan of Avery. Uh, they're a Colorado brewery, right? Yep. You know, I yeah, like no. my Odell. I, I like really my like Avery. Um, so they had a... A special um, coconut porter from their bota- botanicals and barrels series, and uh, it, it's kind of up your alley. It's a porter with coconut aged in um, bourbon barrels. This wasn't the special one that you bought and tried. The no, night of the no, 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 no. This was at home. Okay, that one was Odell. Ah, that was, that's what it was. That was very unique. I did not write it down on purpose. Um, you can't speak ill of Odell on this show. No, I can't. I, Which I is why we're changing to. the subject and going back to this Avery coconut porter. Yes. <laughs> um, it it wasn't the best coconut porter I've had. And I need to preface that with the two that come to mind were both in Wisconsin and they were both fresh off the tap. So I don't know that it's fair to compare a bottled beer to a fresh off the tap beer uh, from direct from the brewery, right? Right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But it was good, and it was different because it had that bourbon barrel in it, you know. It wasn't just a porter, it was a bourbon barrel porter. Um, So I would say that if you're looking for um, a a little different take on a coconut porter, um, this is not a bad one to go for because it has a little bit more bite to it, and it's not overly coconut. Um, and it's out right now. Like you can probably go to like anywhere that sells like the bigger bombers. You know, it's a big bottle. It's a it's a single bottle. It's not like a six pack or anything like that. But you know, like it, uh, you know, if you have a liquor store that has lots of good good beers um, or like a Total Wine or something like that, you can probably find a bottle of it out there right now. So um, yeah, definitely worth a worth a look for sure. So before we leave New Mexico, let me ask you. Oh oh. Ha- how do you feel about Black Widows? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I showed that video to my wife. Um, yeah, so I was expecting, like, I have a friend who lives in New Mexico, and, like, where he lives, they have, like, scorpions, and they have rattlesnakes, and they have all this other, like, brown recluse and all this stuff. And so I was expecting that to be in Albuquerque. Albuquerque doesn't really have a lot of deadly insects or animals, but they do have Black Widows. And, oh, my God... The Black Widows were out. Like, if we go and smoke, they were, like, 
they were like on the chairs and like on the house and um hippo and chuck were making fun of us because we were standing in like the open area like i was very very aware to be at least like six inches to a foot from any sort of structure where a spider web could be made uh because they made them <laughs> I, I do there. enjoy you bust out the flashlight and you're like your shit shining i'm like Look at the size of the shadow. I'm like, dude, your hand's like <laughs> making it big. And he's like, whatever, <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, fine. You know what? I don't want to get zapped by a black widow either. I'm going to hang out by you. <laughs> yeah, they're gross, man. Uh, you know, they're like, if you live with them, I'm sure it's not a big deal. And they didn't mess with us, obviously, because we're both here. But uh, yeah, I did I, enjoy Chuck telling no bueno. us. Uh, if you don't mess with them, they won't mess with you. And your response was, that's not what spiders do. <laughs> that's bees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's definitely not spiders. Spiders do not live by that that uh, that standard. That is not that is not true. He was leading us astray. Oh, man. Um, hey, we have an email from Drafty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Since we're on the, on the beer list... Uh, you know, Drafty, I appreciate it, man. It's been a while since we, we've gotten an email from you or a question. And uh, here we are with a fall beer review because we all God know that you seasonal like beers. seasonal beers. Yep. All right. So he says, at last fall is here. Leaves are changing. Cool evenings and hol- holiday uh, Halloween decorations are out. But most importantly, pumpkin beer is everywhere. So I just want to let you know that nothing brings me more joy than walking into an account seeing pumpkin beers on tap. Not because I like them, really, who could, but it just brings a smile to my face knowing that soon some of that nasty-ass beer will be going down the drain, and I am saving people from suffering through drinking it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Drafty... God, I love you, Drafty. <laughs> Drafty, Drafty uh, maintains uh, a lot of beer lines and stuff like that at the... At the uh, you know, like bars and hotels and stuff like that out by where he lives. Uh, and that is pretty great drafty. Um, uh, but pumpkin beer isn't the only beer that I enjoyed dumping down the drain. There are more, <laughs> <laughs> such as PB&J Stouts. Who the fuck thought of that one? And if I want a sandwich, I'll make one. I don't need to drink it. Hemp beer is another. Nice gimmick, but it tastes like ass. Smoke it if it's legal, but keep it out of my beer. You know, drafty... I'm going to agree with you on this one. <laughs> I bought that Hemperer beer, and there's still five bottles in my fridge from last Monday. Uh, I don't think I'm going to drink it. I saw it today when I was getting like a beer for, for dinner, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to drink this beer. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> blueberries are great for pies and pancakes, but not in nails. Dennis Leary said it best. I like my whiskey-flavored whiskey, my beer-flavored beer, and my coffee-flavored coffee. Uh, I think that's all for now. Decent show. Keep up the less than mediocre work. Love, Drafty. Thanks, Drafty. <laughs> He's got us pegged. <laughs> oh, dude. That that is that is quite the beer review. I am a I am a fan. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have anything from across the pond? I do, in fact. Uh, our good friend, beer dad, bit dead. Uh, Ian sent us a message. Uh, he survived another week of Man U. Now it's the international break, and uh, while Man U is still behind Diamond Dallas Sage's Arsenal team, it's getting closer. Uh, so he wrote us, he says, 
Well, hello, my favorite pair of passion fruits. This week, my review comes from Ridley's Brewery and their strong ale, Old Bob. Although it's called a strong beer, it's only 5.1% alcohol by volume. First, the label blurb. This delicious premium ale has a wonderful blend of hops that give a spicy citrus fruit flavor that lead into a dried fruit and biscuit malt finish. Guys, this is a good smooth beer. The blend of hops, malt, and citrus work well together and is well worth a try. And unlike many strong beers, it won't leave you struggling to walk after a few. This is a strong, haha, see what I did there? No? Oh, well, better luck next time. This is a strong 7.4 out of 10. Also, I would like to apologize for calling you bang average last week. After much thought and soul searching, I've promoted you to above average, but only just above, so don't get too excited. Later, lovers. Bit dead. (laughs) Thank you very much, beer dad. (laughs) Well done. Uh, And I got I I have one more. It's a it's a treat from our fellow scientist lawyer. Wait, does that mean we're scientist lawyers as well? Um, You say fellow. That means we're all in the same group. Yeah, no, we are. He just doesn't know yet. That also happened this weekend. Uh, I'm just saying I was an English and a history major in college, so there's no science or lawyering that going on there. Yeah, I was sociology and philosophy. So um, between the two of us, we have four useless majors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Between the two of us, we have we have four majors that we didn't use for our line of business. Um, okay. So, from Laz, from the desk of Laz, from the book of Laz. So, you liked my poetry last week. That's a nice surprise. I think I'll try it out again just for you guys. Straight from Iceland, I bring you Einstock White Ale, and based on my tasting, this beer is no fail. It's 5.2 APV made with wheat and Pilsner malt, with some coriander and orange peel, and trust me, that's no fault. It goes down smooth and has many great pairings, like Asian food and poultry, although I wouldn't recommend herring. Now it's time for the end, so I'll give you the score. Einstock White Ale is a big hit and gets 23 out of 24. I like this Laz guy. He should hang out with us more often. I do too. Good job, Laz. Good job. Previous instances where I talk shit have proven to be premature. No, we we will still continue to talk shit. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't know how to handle myself. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay. Well, let's let's move it on backwards then. Um, Destiny. Do you play Destiny this week? Uh, outside of Chuck's place? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, last night, when I, before I went to bed, was I actually took a screenshot of this because I'm dumb. Uh, I finally finished all of the milestones. I looked at my map and there were no yellow circles. Oh, nice. It made me feel real good about myself. Uh, Until reset today? Well, yeah, but whatever. Fuck okay. that. I've already chunked off a couple of those, only because I had 19 bounties to turn in as soon as reset happened for my for a thing. But uh, but no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Like nothing felt super stressful. We, as a group, when we were at Chuck's, knocked out a bunch of the ones that take some time, like the gambit bounties and the uh, the PvP weekly and stuff like that. And then last night, uh, I ran the corrupted strike. 
to get uh, the next step in the malfeasance. I ran that for the first time today. That is an awesome strike. Uh, did you do the malfeasance one or the regular one? The regular one. Because the malfeasance one's at 580. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, Miro and uh, Bulldog went through there and did it. And or maybe it was Joker. I can't remember who the third was. It might have been Joker wildcard. Um, but we we had a few seconds where people were sprinting around and just like mash X, even if I die, mash X so you can spawn up. And I, I did the, it died. The, uh, wipe symbol came up, but then I respawned cause I've been hitting X the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we didn't have to reset and start back. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I'm now on to step two of the malfeasance quest. Um, oh, nice. But then Ro and I were like, let's do the nightfall. And, Hippo jumped in and we're like, yeah, we'll just do the nightfall. And he's like, you guys want to do the 100,000? And I'm like, well, I guess. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. We'll be fine. Here's how we do it. And we went in and did the arms dealer one. Mm-hmm. And we lucked out. And apparently somebody was running the like the story mission where the tanks spawn. So a tank spawned for Hippo. And he got to drive. We were doing the nightfall. And he basically drove a tank all the way to the end of the mission. Oh, my God. And- so he had this tank and was just lighting everything up because it was solar damage. Um, we finished with like 128,000 points. I was never even in doubt that we were getting 100,000. Wow, dude. <laughs> it was just like, all right, well, uh, Hippo is our PvP Sherpa now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, Hippo's, Hippo's good with that PvE. I did play some comp solo last night. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? Uh, you saw the game that I posted in the DeathRx, uh, Discord. Mm-hmm. I had 23 kills. The rest of my team had 26. We lost four games to two. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of how solo comp goes. I don't know if I could have played any better. So, you know, like, there's the, the yellow, uh, special medals that you can get. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, like, we run out of medals and stuff like that. Yeah. I got three of them in that game. Oh, dude, nice. Good uh, job, man. We still lost four games to two. <laughs> <laughs> if I yeah. was dead at the end, if I got eliminated, we were out. So if one of them was the last Guardian standing, and I got that twice. Both of our wins, I was a 1v1 where I ended up winning the fight. Good for you, man. Way to go. Yeah. And then I played like 10 more comp games and still haven't yet, still have yet to get a win in comp. So. Oh, okay. I, when yeah. I logged in today, apparently Shax gives you like. I'll call it pity glory if you don't quit out of your games but suck. Because I went all the way down to like 150 for my my comp rank, and then I logged back in and I was at 250. Interesting. So apparently there's some sort of pity uh, <laughs> counter for those of us who suck at solo comp. Hi, cat. Oh, yeah, Miles has joined the party. <laughs> there's a cat in the webcam sniffing the microphone. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I I um I decided that I'm just going to start working on the Luna quest and not worry about um rank, you know, just cuz the quest is so long and um it just it allows me to go in there and solo comp and not tilt. Like I can just go and do my best and play my best and try and keep my KD good and um I don't know. It was well, I like I I, I was, like doing it that way. Uh we had gotten a 5 Five win streak on Friday night with Yumi, Hippo, and Chuck, and Ricky, and Kev. Yep. Um, so 
you could play comp, and if you lose, you still didn't wreck your uh, your other your regular streak. Yeah, which was great until I played my first game of regular tonight, and I got stomped too. So that streak's dead. You know what's weird is um, Chuck and I played. Uh, we're passing the controller a lot uh, at night. Um, the last two nights I was there, you know, play a couple hours of PvP, and we were losing games, and it kept his five streak on there. Really? Yeah, like it wasn't resetting his five streak, and we mm. were playing quick play. So I don't know what was up with that, but that I'm getting close to whatever's after Fabled. Is it Legend after Fabled? I Basically, I have a long way to go, and then I need to reset. And then I re- reset four more times to get the fucking broadsword. <laughs> so this week, they I hand think, it to you. I they think this week you. is going to be a uh, a big week for grinding that stuff. Nice. Uh, only because I want it. Because I know how much it means to you to let people who didn't get it in season three get it in season four. I just don't even care anymore, dude. It's <laughs> so funny it how little I care. Yeah, you're like, what do I care? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't even fucking use it. Um, I can't wait to get the season five Luna's Bark. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be the, the season five Moon Howl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the English version, it comes with a Diet Coke and they give it to you and give you a partis- participation trophy. Um, All about the participation <laughs> trophies. <laughs> they are, they are, they are. And people, people will probably tweet Bungie about it and then get mad because Bungie didn't tweet him back about it. Um, so I played Gambit on PC and I did something really funny. Uh, I was playing around with my um, my key bindings uh, because I, I had uh, super on F. I think it's defaulted there. And um, I would go to strafe to the to the right and I would accidentally pop my super like if my if my hands were <laughs> off. And so Ben was suggesting putting it on tab. And so I tried that and it, it was okay, but my I just I'm not good at using tab for a super key, so I, I moved it over to my mouse. Well when I did this, I accidentally clicked the aim button, and so it defaulted to aim, and then I put it on the right button and switched uh or I'm sorry, the fire button and then switched fire button back. Well what I didn't realize was the supers have their own category in the key binding, and whenever you select a key that's already selected, it deselects it from everything else. So I didn't have my fire button reset for my super, right? I only had it set for my guns. So I jump into Gambit, and I I have hammers, and I'm like, I'm going to go over and mess up this other team. They're holding, like, 30-plus moats. (laughs) And I, like, fly up, and I get right up in their face, dude, and I pop hammers, like, on top of, like, three of them, and I can't throw my hammers. And I proceed (laughs) to sit there for the rest of the time, and it's uh, it's uh, the new uh, Dreaming City Cathedral map or whatever, yeah, and we're yeah. on island. So I proceed to spend the rest of the invasion while I'm over there because I can't swap to a weapon, and I can't get out of my super because I can't do anything. So I'm just on fire, jumping around and strafing in front of these people. <laughs> like <laughs> they're just probably just like, "What is going on?" Because I'm just like <laughs> on fire, hammers popped, not shooting them, not throwing hammers at them, literally just jumping around in front of them, so I don't get shot. Oh my god, it was so funny. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then, and then it hit me, and I went back and looked. I'm like, "Oh yeah, there we go. That's it's- why." Is this the perfect segue into the winner of the AMP PvP contest? Uh, not yet, not yet. I got a couple more Destiny things, and then we'll get into it. I'm just saying, 
that was a pretty good fail. It was. And it would have been I the perfect one. It. Had you I waited really... till the end of your Destiny talk to bring that up. I know, I know. I it would have been like we were legit podcasters. No, we aren't, though. So back to my stories. 64 <laughs> episodes. Come on. <laughs> um, okay, so it was really funny because I, speaking of Ben, I, uh, I was playing with him and uh, we were trying to just knock out some Crucible games for the daily. And he's like, hey, Fluffy, do you think it'd go faster if we ran doubles? I was like, oh, let's try it. And Ben and I jumped into doubles and we were destroying people. Um, we ran a game, dude, and, (laughs) and, like, the other team was, like, not getting any kills. Like, half the time, I was skating over there with my Titan and fusioning them before Ben could even get over to the side where they were. And we were just running back and forth on Javelin 4 from A to C as fast as we could, just spawn killing them. Uh, it was pretty fantastic, man. That's awesome. So you're, uh, a scummy, uh... Skate macro boy now? Nope, I don't have it yet. Just just regular skating. It just feels really fast because of the frames. Which is good um, because while it would allow you to be part of our speed running leaderboard because skate macros are fine. Uh the big in the big world. You can't be, do that. You'd be out. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did play Titan on uh Xbox a little bit with Chuck before I left. Yeah, I saw you were playing some Titan. You weren't bad at it. And did you have, oh, dude, I, I really like Titan right now. I'm really loving Titan. Um, to be fair, I fell asleep before you had your really good games. I talked to Chuck when he was driving me to the airport the next morning. He's like, yeah, we got real good by the end of it. And I'm like, cool. I was sound asleep. Fluffy came in <laughs> to go to bed and I didn't even roll over. We, we were put on Dune Marchers with Striker. So you get the collateral kills. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, dude. It's so funny when that happens. Like charging into a group of people and just watching like two or three people die from one shoulder charge is absolutely amazing so good. um i've never used syntheseps before this weekend because i've never had them on my titan uh syntheseps are amazing amazingly broken like i couldn't believe the lunge on them i've seen it firsthand but i've never used them oh it's so good you're like holy shit how did i hit that punch yeah exactly with any other class in any other situation, I'd just be sitting there punching air and feeling like a dumbass. Um, and then the last thing before we move on. So I had some meetings today where I had to pay attention. Um, and I mean, just kidding. I would never do this while I was in a meeting. I decided to uh, try the token farm where you go to Spider and buy like shit ton of tokens and then go turn them in um and basically what you're farming is uh weapon materials masterwork cores mod components and exotics on pc i have very limited legendary shards um i think i spent 150 legendary shards and i got an exotic to drop oh yeah what'd you get crimson which i already had but i still got an exotic to drop right so i was like oh Okay, that's kind of cool. So I had like, uh, I dedicated maybe 45 minutes to um, the Xbox because I was like, dude, I got thousands of legendary shards on Xbox. Let's go do this on Xbox. You didn't get an exotic to drop on Xbox. And I probably I probably burned, I don't know, like 1,500 legendary shards. Easy. Nicely and, done. 
And the thing is, you get like 80% of them back. So by the time you dismantle everything uh, and then go to the gunsmith and turn in your mats, right? Uh, you get like 80% back of what you spent. So I got a, a ton of mats. I got a like a couple new Forsaken rolls too, right? Because all the stuff that you get from the vendors is all year one stuff. So it doesn't have random rolls, right? But you get gun materials when you dismantle all that stuff. And so then you can go to the gunsmith and get random roll guns, which is nice. I got a bunch of mod components. I was all out of mod components on Xbox, and I got a bunch of Masterwork cores too. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a crappy way to spend your time, but... If you're not thinking about it, it's not so bad. If it's just yeah, mindless. Yeah, like if you're going to watch, like if you're watching TV with your significant other, or watching a game or doing something where you can't actually play Destiny, but you can have a controller in your hand, you can mindlessly farm that stuff. And it's pretty, it, I mean, it, there's a good return on it for sure. I suspect I'll do that on Friday when I'm watching uh, Conduct play Black Ops uh, Blackout. When it comes oh, out. Oh, is that coming out on Friday? Yeah, he's he mentioned uh, he was going to stream, and I'm like, well, shit, I'll just throw that up, and then I can just do mindless uh, breaking down of stuff uh, while I watch that, because it looks amazing. I just, I'm not ready to play it yet. Yeah. But it looks awesome. I haven't watched anything with Black Ops yet, but um, I was listening to the anti-meta episode from last week, um, and... I do have to say that it kind of made me want to play Black Ops. And then seeing the maps, like seeing all the old maps and stuff. Oh, yeah. Come together as a Battle Royale map. Yeah. Um, with that being said, am I going to buy Black Ops? No. Yeah, no. That's what I was going to ask you. So you're hopelessly addicted to, des- to Destiny. Mm-hmm. I am uh, starting to find a spot where I can start chasing the seals, which... Uh, there's a lot of them, and they're really hard to get, and I kind of want to get at least one. Yep. And there are a shit ton of good games coming out over the next two months. Yep. Is anything going to pique your interest outside of uh, Destiny, or are you just not spending any money on games? No, I'm not spending any money on games, dude. Um, I did that with the last Call of Duty that came out, and while it was a ton of fun, it just it didn't pull me in like Destiny does. I mean, to be um, fair, Destiny PvP was pretty bad at the time, too, so it gave us a good chance to go out and play yeah. other games. Yeah, exactly. I, I still liked it. I mean, I never had a problem with Destiny. Even when everyone was leaving, I still I still have fun playing PvP. <laughs> but um, now with the PC and having Xbox, like I always have friends that are on. Right, you're I playing friends on two consoles. On <laughs> you don't have any free time. Yeah, exactly, dude. Um, Holy shit, dude. I went from playing PC for a few hours to jumping on Xbox so I could farm those mats. Yeah. And I thought my Xbox was broken when I first switched over. Like, oh, I loaded really? in. I loaded into into Tangled Shore and I started running and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Just from the difference from going from 144 to 30 frames. Oh my God. I like, oh my I didn't, magic. I never saw that before because the laptop, you know, it was like between 30 and 60 all the time so there was a difference what the fuck's but it a wasn't laptop a laptop oh with a p sorry <laughs> oh my god dude uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah i know i know it's okay it's okay uh i but no seriously like i i hadn't experienced it yet right because i didn't have like a, a really smooth running graphics card um, 
and it was it was mind-boggling like it took me a little bit to get back into it and then like after a while i was fine and i played some pvp and i was totally fine playing pvp but um i definitely think if i'm gonna switch from one to the other if i'm gonna start playing xbox i need to like walk away for like 20 minutes or a half hour just to like not have that instant transition from one to the other that's fair so So speaking of instant transitions should we uh, announce our winner of the amp pvp contest i think we should I think we should. It was. I, I have to. I have to get. Should we give credit to the runner-up? Because I feel like the runner. I really like the runner-up video too. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and to be fair, the runner-up might have had a chance to win if he had posted his second video before we had already made our decision. Oh God, that's right. The tree climbing video. <laughs> the tree climbing video oh, was also uh, a pretty good endeavor. Hey guys, I climbed a tree. No, no, you you're hanging from a branch a foot off the ground. That's not climbing a tree. But the part about this that well, so there are two parts about that I love. One I that he tagged it AMP PVP IRL. Yes, yes. which yes, was one hundred percent. Yes, I agree. And two, my brother is hanging off a tree about seven feet in the air, tree branch, seven feet in the air, and he is bouncing up and down trying to tear <laughs> it down. <laughs> He failed, which was good, because if he had succeeded, he would have just fallen seven feet onto his back with a tree branch landing on top of him. Yeah, yeah, that would not have been good, because it's never going to break when you expect it to break, right? He did not think about it very well. No. no. Uh, Which was fantastic. But his other video was great, too. Yes, it was. I... I, I really think that that video had a chance. It had a really good chance of winning, um... Yeah, it was really yeah. good, especially since in addition to him dying. So for people who haven't seen it, Brisbane had 15 moats and he goes it is in Gambit. What, what do you know the name of that map? Uh, it's the one with the drill, right? No, it's not. No, it's, no, no, no. It's the one with like the lava or the fire in the bottom. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah, it is. I don't remember the name of it. It's got that like really narrow log whatever passageway going from the moats down down below yeah so anyways anyways he gets 15 moats turns runs starts heading towards the bank jumps off uh to try to float over to something and comes nowhere clear to land it close to landing on anything he's like hits his head on the top of one of the things too which kills his jump and he just drops into the abyss and loses all 15 moats at the same time in the kill feed, you see Pale Hippo loses 15 moats as well. So the two of them, between the two of them, lost 30 moats. And as we've now played with Chuck uh, in Gambit, you know he's going to rage. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was trying to carry them through that game. It was yeah. it was a pretty fantastic fail. Yeah, it was, it was really great. However, um, however, it didn't win. It no. didn't win. Uh, unfortunately for you, the winner submitted two videos and both videos were um equally epic in their failures um why don't you talk about the one that that's near and dear to your heart since you have a lot more screen time than i do with with that game yeah uh our canadian friend lana posted a video of her playing halo and she had (laughs) the auto rifle and she saw a shot a silhouette around the enemy three different times like she held down the trigger 
and the gun just bounced all the way around, and maybe one of 70 bullets hit the target. Yeah, yeah. It was like, and imagine you turned your sensitivity up to 25, and every single kick made your gun fly all over the place. Because yeah. it was the most amazing display of inaccuracy I've ever seen. And it was, I think she did it twice. And yes. the best part was that she did it, she did the exact same thing twice. And it's like, it's like if you have a cartoon from back in the day where they shoot at Bugs Bunny and then Bugs Bunny walks away unscathed and there's like a silhouette of Bugs Bunny on the wall. That's exactly what she did to this person in Halo. Twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. That's absolutely amazing. Like, absolutely amazing. So, and Chuck and I both talked about it. We're like, this is our favorite video. But even if you disqualify it for not being Destiny PvP, yes. Lana posted a second video. Yes. And she thought she was running hammers. And she's inside <laughs> A uh, on, oh God, what's the name of that map? It's an Earth map. Um, nah, it's not important. It's the one with Garage and C's inside of the the tram, whatever. Anyways, Dead Cliff. Is it Dead Cliffs? Dead Cliffs, yeah. Dead Cliffs. So she's in, in inside A on Dead Cliffs, and there's people outside, and she thinks that she has hammers. So she pops her hammers, but she's actually running Code of the Missile. And instead of popping hammers, just shoots straight into a wall and dies. <laughs> <laughs> and kills no one. She almost pulled it off where she, mm -hmm. like, you could tell she was surprised and she tried to angle it back out the door to have a shot at killing somebody. Yes. But she didn't make it. She hit the wall. No, she did not. She did not. Um, so, congratulations, Lana. I'll be in touch with you uh, via DM to get you your shirt and ship yes. it up to you to the Great North, uh, whichever version you want. Uh, Thank you to everybody who posted clips. It was oh so God, much fun. There so many funny clips. There were so like... many amazing clips. And then we watched it all again on Saturday at Chuck's house. And yes. I just uh, felt myself laughing at all of these clips all again. So I know. that That's the thing, man. Like, there were so many good clips. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, it's easy. It was, I mean, there were a lot of good funny clips. So I really do appreciate it. So we just spent the whole time giggling while we were watching videos. Uh, yes. And that's because of all of you listeners who chipped in because it was fantastic. And definitely, like, let's not forget, like, the, the true spirit of the, the comp competition was, you know, Antimeta came out with a new shirt, man. And we really like those guys. They're both really good guys. And, uh, you know, it's it's a fun way for us to, to make fun of them, but also, like, throw them a little bit of support. So if you guys haven't seen the Antimeta shirt, it's pretty dope. Uh, go check it out. There's a link on their... Um, Twitter. There's a link in their Discord. You can always hit up Gear Dad. He is everywhere, um, and he can help you out too. I know that he purposely made it as cheap as possible. So that that's another cool thing about these guys. Like they're not trying to make a buck doing this. They're not like supporting their podcast doing this. He made the design and tried to make it as affordable as possible so that people could just wear a shirt and be part of the community. Early reviews are that it's a pretty comfortable shirt as well from all the people who've already bought it. Awesome. I need to get so. one. I'm going to I'm going to have to place an order too when we when we get Lana's out there, so. Yep. So, congrats yeah. to Lana. Congrats to everybody who participated. Uh I'm sure we'll have a way in the near future to mock some other podcast in a giveaway. Yes. 
Yes, there have been there have been many ideas floating through my head for how much I like this one. So we will we will get something else going, get something else going soon for sure. Um, as well, it is you know it's been talked about a little bit in Discord. Uh, should we talk about potentially what might be coming in November? Yeah, it's time. It's time to talk about it. The PvP League uh, season seven. Yes, is season coming up. seven. Yep. Uh, it is going to be a rumble league because I've heard everyone talk about how much of a pain in the ass it is to do scheduling and how hard it is to get eight people to agree on a night. Yes. So we are going to do a PVP league. We're going to have a couple of nights a week with set times and set windows to play some rumble. We're going to have a scoring system set up, uh, and you can play as much or as little as you want, and we will end up ranking you based on some set of criteria that hasn't gotten worked out quite yet. Uh, we're going to start early November. We're going to be done before Christmas um, with the playoffs and everything. I mean, nobody ever actually plays championship games anyways, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a quick season. We're going to have set dates. You show up when you can make it. If you can't make it, don't worry about it because you can get your games in at other times. We're going to have fun playing Rumble. It's going to be a lot of fun shit-talking. Bob's will win. The rest of us will have fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. And and we're going to try and do a uh, different brackets for winners, too. Yeah, so it's the not playoffs just are going to be, be broken down by how you did. So yeah, that yeah. everyone gets put into a bracket that they're competitive in for the playoffs. Yeah. You may not win still because obviously somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But it's not like uh, you're going to play four weeks if you're not very good and then be stuck against all of the gods of Tush and Death RX. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's, I think, kind of different and, and fun for this time is like, you know, just show up at night and play on the on the nights that work for you. And even if you don't win, you're still accruing points and you're still you're still making progress and you're still setting yourself up for playoffs. So when playoffs come, we can set those times and say, okay, you know, these are this is a playoff, this is a bracket that you're in. And um everyone gets a chance to have fun, man. It should be also cool. the general rule of thumb is uh if you want to get better at your one V ones, Rumble's the game mode to play. So Definitely. Definitely. By playing in the next season in November and early December, you're going to be better when you go into quick play or when you go into Iron Banner. You're just going to win those fights that you have been losing. And then you may not be great, uh, but I bet you it'll improve your your KD by a point or two just by playing it. Yep. So so, uh, it will be Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get we'll get rules and stuff going. Um but it will be on Xbox. Um, that's where Tush is. That's where Death RX is. Um, so, yeah. If you're on Xbox, you're welcome to join us. Cool. Yep. Hey, um, I forgot to say something. I got my first wild exotic today. Oh, yeah? What'd you get? I have not seen an exotic engram since Forsaken has dropped. And... I love some quest t- ones, but not any like yellow yes, quest on the ground. Yes, I've gotten quest ones. I've had drops, but the drops have been duplicates, right? Like from legendary gear or whatever. But I actually had an exotic engram on the ground, and I didn't even see it pop when it did. I was playing um, Gambit, and it was the map with the drill. 
Yeah. And I was running back from the drill to bank five moats because I'm the five moat hero. You know, that's me. Get my small blocker. Go drop it in. Old five moat fluffy, they called him. Five moat fluffy. And I'm running up the hill from the drill and I'm like, holy shit, there's an exotic engram on the ground. It was Kepri's horn. It was a year one exotic. I was so sad, dude. Because I have I have literally the only exotics that I have on my Titan are the two that you get from Warmind. And then um, I made sure to go to Zur and I bought whatever he was selling because I've learned in the past that if you don't do that, that's what the faded engram is going to be. And I bought a faded engram. So I have four year one exotics at this point, right? <laughs> and I get... I get the damn exotic that makes my barricade come back faster. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. I'm like, I can't believe that that just happened. Uh, but I mean, you know, whatever, man. I'm still I'm still pretty stoked that I saw an exotic engram on the ground. Even if it wasn't a good one, I'm still happy that I got one. Um, I have you yet show to us? have one drop on Xbox. You, you showed Chuck and I when we were watching the fight. You were perusing Reddit. And you showed us a picture of a, or maybe it was a tweet, something like that. Oh, yes. Uh, and oh, God, the, yes. the caption was, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> and it was a guy picking up an exotic engram from the ground in the wild and it's decrypting into a ship. <laughs> yes. There's like, like, I thought that getting a duplicate exotic was bad from an engram, but seeing someone get a damn ship from, a an, exotic ship engram, from an exotic engram. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh my God. That's so bad. Oh, so. I don't know. They're out there. I, so I consider hope. yourself lucky that you got the uh, barricade comes faster. Uh, yeah, exotic. I know. Well, I think my, my strategy, because I really want that one eyed mask, I think my strategy is going to be. To just buy everything that Zer has every week until I have them all. And then maybe I'll get that Titan Exotic. Well, in the future, they're putting in more duplicate protection as well, right? Yes. I think yes, that was in there. So get as many as you can now. So when duplicate protection comes around, you have a better chance of getting what you're looking for. Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, speaking of what you're looking for, we have questions from our listeners. Um, so... Someone, uh, unfortunately, they did not have their name in Discord. Someone without a name in Discord asked us a question. They said, do you promise to always wear pants when streaming? I don't stream. Um, but, uh, I'm almost never wearing pants when I'm at home. I mean, realistically, I'm not Canadian, so I can't wear socks. And per the Death RX rules, I can't wear pants either, so... Or anything, really. I, I can't make that promise. I'm sorry. The, there will be pantsless streams. That's Some just guy the way who it is. exists on our Discord. Yeah, whoever, whoever you are out there in Discord land. Um, so, we have one more question from our good friend Absolute Zero. Hey, Absolute hey. Zero. We've been talking about my shitty city list. St. Louis made the, <laughs> the top. Five. He says, fondest greetings to you all. First off, Nips, congrats to you and the Brewers for knocking out the Cubs. Well played, and suck it, Gator. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Absolute Zero moved up five spots in my book. Absolute Zero coming in with the uh, with the hot takes here. Um, Gator, we wish you a lot of success in whatever clan you're in, as long as that success is sucking it. Uh, secondly, what types of things do you... 
Do your pets hate with a fiery passion, such as vacuums, laser pointers, etc.? Me pups have a strong desire to let the male people know exactly how they feel on a daily basis. <laughs> Thanks to no, ciao, absolute zero, P.S., Ban Davis. Um, you know, I keep giving Davis powers so he can't get banned. We're going to have to work on that. As long as you don't make him a mod like you did fucking Jamar. <laughs> um, what do my pets hate? You know, you know, it's funny. My male dog hates German shepherds. I don't, he is, it's so weird, dude. He, he doesn't show this with any big dogs. Like it's not a big dog thing because he loves the big dogs at the cabin. Um, before he like got paralyzed, uh, we used to take him to the dog park all the time and he'd play with the big dogs there. But German shepherds, every single German shepherd, whether they're walking down the road, we see him on a walk at the dog park. He hates them ever since he was a puppy. He freaks out at German shepherds, dude. It's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, So my cat doesn't really hate much. Uh, When I go to bed at night, if I don't lay a certain way, he will bite my beard and shake it (laughs) until I move to the... uh, the right spot oh cats are so awesome dude so he needs to have it so that my elbow is sticking out so he can lay around it in like a semicircle. and until i stick that elbow out he's gonna bite the shit out of my beard and shake it that's funny and if i if i don't do it then he will move off of the beard and go to my orbital bone and bite oh, there ow. so he's sort of a dickhead um now my- How long do we have left in this endeavor as I talk about the things Apollo hates? (laughs) Uh, Apollo hates boxers. He hates being on a leash. He hates the mailman. He hates people of lesser means. Um, (laughs) He hates poor people? Yeah. It doesn't matter white or black. If you're panhandling, my dog's going to chase you into the street. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's uh, absolutely hilarious. We live downtown in Madison. Yeah. He chased like four or five different uh, guys who came up to ask me for change. He's just like, no, get the fuck away from him and chased him into the street. And I'm like <laughs> holding on with both hands on the leash as this. He was a puppy at the time. Uh, he just wanted to kill any person who came up to hit me up for cash. And you've uh, met him. Uh, now that he's he, old, he's pretty laid back. But yeah, he is. He is. The first the time I days, met him, though, he was still he was still like, who are you? Why are you in my house? He's a great dog. but He, he definitely uh, tried to herd my grandpa back when my grandpa would come and visit because he was my grandpa was like mid stages of Parkinson's at the time. So he'd like get up to walk to the bathroom and my dog would be biting at his heels to try to drive him around where he needed to go in the house. Uh, <laughs> Apollo's a jerk. Uh, but he's amazing Uh, he's my favorite Uh, but the list of things he's uh, gotten into fights with is pretty long and uh, quite frankly disturbing I do like Apollo I do like Apollo (laughs) Um, on the uh, on the subject of uh, of animals messing with you when you're when they're trying to cuddle you my female dog if she if she lays up next to you and you move too much she'll double kick you in the ribs oh really yeah, so, like, if she's sleeping and you, like, try and adjust or, like, move too much, she usually has her feet somewhere along your rib, rib line, and she will do a double jab really quick into <laughs> your ribs every single time, dude. It's so funny. She's like, hey, 
knock it off. I'm sleeping. <laughs> uh, also, you know, I would have stolen Chuck's dog. If Yes, uh, I was just going to say, speaking of dogs you love, man, we met the dopest dog this weekend. Oh my God, Crusher was amazing. Yes. If, if the fact that he was going to be a wuss in the cold because he was eight and had lived in the South his entire life, um, I would have tried to steal him and put him in my carry-on because he was an amazing dog. Yes. I mean, I think his only downfall was that he could definitely clear a room when he farted. He definitely... I, I don't know if Chuck's feeding him the wrong kind of food or what, but he had some gastrointestinal issues. Oh, my God, dude. That dog... Like, my dogs have good farts. Like, they, they can really, like, make you get up and leave wherever you're sitting. Uh, Crusher brought, like, a whole new level to it, man. I mean, we were... At one point, we were playing with our shirts over our faces. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we were playing Destiny. The like, dog could he, clear a room like nobody's business. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but talk about, like, the most chill, like, like friendliest, like, people dog, man. That, that dog is... He's absolutely was... the right size, too. Yeah, yeah, Like, totally. he was big enough to be intimidating, but not so big that, like, you're worried about his life uh, expectancy. Like, yeah. I would never get a Great Dane, because once they hit eight, you're like, okay, it's over. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. No, he was a he was a cool dog, for sure, man. He was awesome. Uh... And he had the, the goofy ears that didn't fit his body. They were too big for his body. Yes. Which were, he was amazing. Uh, yep. Chuck, you got a real good dog. You do, man. You do. Um, Cool, man. I think, does that wrap it up? I think so. Um, huh. I did just get a last minute question. Oh, okay. I want to hear it. Uh, our good friend, a.k.a. Gear Dad. Oh, yeah, I didn't even see that. Wants us to discuss why Midwest tacos aren't real tacos. It's not about where the tacos are from. It's about who's making them. Don't put cheese on tacos. What? Really? Yeah. All of my favorite tacos from this weekend didn't have cheese. Hmm. That's interesting. I think I like the tacos just because of the way that they're prepared. Um, I also think that it made me rethink what type of tacos I order in the future. Right. Because if you think about all the good like tacos that we had, you know, the I, I think just the way that they're prepared. But I think the biggest thing is, is who's making a man, because like, you know, you can have authentic tacos anywhere if the right people are there. I was a little distressed by the number of Taco Bells I saw in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, dude, I know. Who the fuck <laughs> in Albuquerque is going to a Taco Bell? When, like, uh, if you're going to Taco Bell in Albuquerque, buildings there's down some the way shit is wrong a place that actually has good tacos. Um, I know, man. For, for like the same price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. You know, uh, speaking of bad Midwest tacos, the one restaurant that they had in Kansas City was a Mexican restaurant mm. in the airport when I was there. Were there cheese on their tacos? Oh, God, they were covered in cheese, and they were so bad. Like, after eating good, like, good, like, Albuquerque, New Mexico food, like, all week, and then going to this Kansas City airport and having these, like, crap tacos put in front of me, I was just, uh, I ate them because I had no choice because there's no other food there, but I was like, this is just, uh, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I think back uh, to that, uh, both the the Asian pork and the uh, carnitas tacos we had at Sister Bar. Yeah. I could have eaten both of those 
every day of my life for the rest of my life and not been upset. Dude, I you know, the carnitas were good, but the Asian pork was really, like, it just really, just really, like, amazing. I don't even like kimchi. If I see kimchi on the menu, I, like, turn away from it. But Chuck's like, you gotta have these. And I did, and now I don't hate kimchi as much. Yep. It's all about who prepares it, man. It's yep. all about who prepares it. So... Awesome. Well, thank you for the late submission, Gear Dad. Literally minutes before the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was that was our great weekend. Uh, Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And in 2019, we're going to need to find some way to meet up with some more folks. Because yep, I agree, man. I think if nothing else, this fucking podcast just gave me the best weekend of the year. So. Well, dude, there was I'll that, and it. then we had the Midwest Beer Tour with uh, with the with ba- Barry Destiny and Show guys yeah, no, and Val. So that's, so. that's amazing. Yep. Yeah, we de- amazing. we've done good in 2018 for visiting our uh, our communities. So we are going to have to definitely do something next year for sure. It's already on my on my <laughs> list of things to do. The only downside of the Midwest Beer Festival was that I was at my house and I had to host. Yes. Ah, uh, there was no pressure when I went to Chuck's. I just needed to show up, and he had to do all the uh, the hosting duties. So. That's the only reason why it's above, but also he's a better host than I am. <laughs> I don't know, man. I had a good time at your place, too. Oh, uh, But it was an amazing awesome. weekend. So thank you to Chuck and his family. Thank you to Hippo. Thank you to Albuquerque as a whole. Uh, like I said, Chuck is like, this, this city objectively should be on your shitty city list. But after spending the whole weekend there, it's never going to be. I have warm feelings towards Albuquerque. So, um, without giving anything away, I'll say we have a very special guest coming on next week that I'm excited for. I think you guys will be in for a good show. So make sure to send us some questions. Um, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe some destiny related questions. I think this, I think this guest would be good for some destiny related questions. So if you have some destiny related questions, send them our way. Uh, if you have any beers that you've tried recently, send them our way, uh, DM us, um, jump in the discord if you haven't already um lots of cool people there there's always stuff going on uh we have a channel so you can you can shoot the shit with us in our own channel too if you want or lfg uh, is always there to bring up ridiculous uh yeah, <laughs> anything but lfg is allowed in lfg and uh you know otherwise potato thumbs podcast at gmail.com um i don't know man i'm really excited for next week i think it's gonna be a good show you guys I are gonna love it. Tonight. You guys are gonna love it. I'm, I hate selling it because if it's not great, it's gonna feel bad. But it's gonna be great. So <laughs> listen next week. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome. Yep, I'm excited. So, uh, good times. All right. Well, uh, sir, if we want to find you on the interwebs, where would we find you? Uh, Twitter at Admiral Nips. Discord at Admiral Nips. Uh, everywhere else, fuck off. But those two places, you definitely <laughs> could find me. Uh, and I am Fluffy Fingers MD. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Xbox. I'm Fluffy Finger on PC. Uh, join me. I'm uh, I got my character to the Dreaming City, and now I just need to play Gambit and get a better trust. I got one to drop today. I'm excited about that, but I need a better one. Uh, yeah, so jump in, play with us, um, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Don't mute. Don't mod Jamar. Don't mod Jamar. <laughs>